Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Yeah, DIY Money. Quite a few new listeners. Yeah. Wow. Keep telling your friends. What are we going to do? We need to do something special for the holidays. Something's I've coming up. told all five of mine. 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> what are we going to do? Let's think about that. What are we doing for what? Christmas. Holidays coming up. We got to do Eggnog, some kind of thing. Probably. This is our second full year. I just made that up. I'm not sure. Our 150th episode. 160th, but that's okay. We need to do something special. Can we bust out 39 before Christmas and then do our 200 ep- 200th episode? Well, we do two a week, so that would be 20 weeks. Not going to happen. And we're into the quarter, so yeah. simple math goes no. Yes. Wah, wah. Yes to the year no. All right, let's get to the question. <laughs> we got a good one from Ant. Ant, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, D&Q. My name's Ant, and back in 2018, I did a rollover from my Roth 401k into a Roth IRA. It was about $1,000. And since then, I've contributed another $1,000, bringing the account up to $2,000. But after doing some research, I realized that about $300 of the funds were actually pre-tax. And now that I'm getting ready to transfer $10,000 from my 401k into this IRA account, I'm concerned about the tax implication of having co-mingled funds. Any tips you can offer here, I'd really appreciate. Thank you. Okay. Talk to an accountant. <laughs> Close the show. <laughs> now is not the time to lose focus, darling. This is interesting, though. I, this I, is. This yeah. is the problem with uh, custodians that don't very clearly disclose what the funds are. Let's talk about why this happened. Um, so more than likely, Aunt contributed to a Roth 401k through her company and was under the impression that all of the money hers and her employers was going into this Roth 401k. Because when you log on, you see one amount most of the time. When in fact, the company contribution cannot go to a Roth 401k. So, uh, fast forward for those folks out there who are contributing to a Roth 401k inside your company plan. When you go to either leave that job or you decide you are retiring and rolling those funds into an IRA or something along those lines, one of the benefits of a Roth 401k or post-tax dollars is that you can roll that over to a Roth IRA. Therefore, continuing with the tax-deferred growth, and when you want to withdraw the money, you are withdrawing it tax-free. However, the money that your employer put in goes actually into a traditional 401k. No matter what you decide, it's, it's pre-tax money. And so in reality, what should have happened is Ant's $700 should have gone to Roth and $300 should have gone to IRA. Now, 
depending on when this happened, I think there's a few things that she can do. Right, Daniel? Oh, is that what she said, 2018? I believe that's what she said. Back in 2018. Okay, so I guess what? how would you approach this? Barring the fact that we're neither of us are CPAs, but I think we could approach this with common sense. Sure. So neither of us are CPAs. Uh, we've disclaimed that a few times now. <laughs> are you a CPA? Not a CPA. Mm, no. Uh, so uh, the three hundred is going to more than likely be considered a conversion, meaning that you moved it from tax deferred or you've uh, not paid taxes on it yet to a Roth, which means you then have to pay taxes on it. Uh, so take your current tax bracket, your highest tax bracket, maybe. 15, 20%, whatever that is, multiply that by 300, and that's what the IRS is going to say that you owe on that portion of that 300. The other amount, that that 700, went from Roth to Roth, so there is no issue there. When you do another rollover from that 401k, uh, you can mitigate that by talking to the the planner, uh, the plan, um, the 401k plan provider. Uh, for instance, that's like Vanguard, Fidelity, etc. Who, whoever's on your statement, call them and get very. When you do that, when you request the rollover, get very specific uh, information on what portion of that check or whatever is Roth versus traditional. Uh, and you can use those very specific words: Roth versus traditional 401k, or or uh, Roth versus tax deferred. And I, I would actually get it in writing. I would have them send you something to your email or something on you know their company letterhead or email address so that you have a record of that for the IRS if they ever come back. Uh, or if you get a tax form at the end of the year and it looks different from what they told you, I would have that paper trail so you can say, no, you told me this and now you're telling me this and somebody needs to fix this. Because without that paper trail, it's just kind of like, you should have known. Uh, and We're not saying you should have known, but the company will probably say, you should have known it's your account. Uh, so talk to them, get specifics, get that in writing for any future ones you do. The past one being 2018, I, th- I believe is what I heard. Uh, I unless you talk to an accountant, they tell you otherwise, like writing a letter to the IRS and so forth. I think at that dollar amount, I think that sort of uh, kind of in the past, it's probably just going to be considered a conversion and that's it. Um in certain instances, uh, in various cases, you can write a letter to the IRS. You can try to make a case, try to avoid it, try to fix it, etc. cetera. Uh, in this case, because you're kind of converting from a, a tax deferred to a Roth, I would say if you can pay the tax on that $300 and do the conversion, etc., cetera, um, I would go that route because it's already in there. You don't have to backtrack. If you have the funds to, to, to pay that, um, that would probably be the best solution for you probably just going to want to talk to a tax person to make sure everything's lined up and you're not getting a penalty somewhere on the back end. That penalty's enforced half the distance to the goal, first down. Okay, this is a great uh, question to address on a variety of fronts, but I want to tell you a story first. Oh, mm-hmm. story. The other day, uh, we have this cool little app on our phone that tells us our kids' grades, two out of three, that are actively getting grades now. My older son, uh, he's super bright. He's a little bit lazy, uh, but he is very, very intelligent. He had a science grade that abruptly went from an A to an F. And, of course, when that happens in our household, it's not like leaving the back door open or making a mess in your room. Uh, I, I, I throw down a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty lax when it comes to a lot of other things, but not with academics. And so after banishing my child from anything electronic, basically threatening him that he will lose all privileges of existence, 
uh, if this isn't rectified immediately. Uh, we had a dialogue about it, and what happened was my son was under the impression he had turned in a an assignment, and there's different levels of assignments, so I'm just going to say an assignment. It was This was a biggie, obviously, when in reality the teacher never got it. Now, this is one of the downfalls of this virtual schooling. I submitted it through email, yada, yada, whatever. Okay. Come to find out, still sitting in his inbox, never sent. Uh, again, I don't know what happened, doesn't matter. So I said to my son, son, you will be in person. They're going on, on again, off again, on again, off again. I said, you'll be in person you know, tomorrow. Um, you should go to the teacher and talk to her about the situation, tell her what happened, and ask forgiveness. And just tell her that you're sorry, this is unlike you, is there any way to make this up, get this in, etc. Okay. The day came and went. I came home. How'd the conversation go? Ah, uh, I didn't have it. Why not? Because we have another thing next week, and I'll just get that in. And my my by the time the semester's over, I think I'll be able to get the, the grade up. I said, no, absolutely not. What do you mean? I said, son, you have to get into the habit of going directly to the source when there's a challenge and seeing if there is a solution. It's very simple. Oh, those of you who got teenagers know what I'm talking about. That literally just verbatim what he said. And then I took it up a notch, which is something for a 13 year old you never, there's only something worse than talking to an adult for him, and that is me talking with the adult. So I said, it's very simple. Uh, in two days, you will be back in person. Uh, you are to have a conversation with her. If you do not, I will call a parent meeting. You went from an A to an F. You have not gotten this assignment in. We need to see what the what the situation is. It's simple. I want her to know we know. So we will have a meeting. We will call this meeting. I know some of you are thinking, well, that's a little crazy. Nope, not for me. I am zero tolerance when it comes to academics. Well, that was it. He, he, need, he knew he, he's not going to have his parent-teacher conference, okay, over this. We've done that before. It didn't go well for him. The next day, or two days later, I come home. He's ear to ear, smiles. He says, did you check my app? Did you check the grade? Did you check the grade? I said, what are you talking about? I didn't check it yet. So check it, check it, check it. So I log on. He has an A. I said, tell me what happened. He goes, you won't believe this. Okay. I just did an eye roll for those of you not <laughs> watching YouTube. He said, I went to her, and I told her, and I said, I'm sorry. I apparently didn't hit send. It's literally sitting. I showed her, and she was like, Oh, Joshua, that's okay. Just send it to me. I'll, I'll grade it. No problem. And he was like, that was it, Dad. That's all it took. I said, son, I said, take this as a lesson. This will happen many times in your life. Many times. You have to be able to just go to the source. So here's what I'm going to say, Ant, and anyone out there that has a similar type question, okay? I want you to log on to irs.gov. And I want you to scroll down to the bottom, and I want you to find the phone number that allows you to have actual phone assistance. Now, caveat, you're going to wait on hold for a long time, I'm sure. They're limited staff, they're working from home, etc. But I want you to call them directly, and I want you to say, this is what happened, what do I do? Now, they're going to point you to some kind of publication. The IRS does not give tax advice. 
So that's very, I want you to understand that. They're going to point you to some publication, but you're going to then pull that publication. You're going to read that. And if at that moment in time, you want a second opinion, then seek out your tax preparer, your CPA, et cetera, and get a second opinion. But get in the habit of calling them and asking them specifically. They're not out to hurt you. I know many people think that they are. They're the big bad devil. They're not out to hurt you. And most of the people on the other end of that line are, believe it or not, very pleasant people. And humans. I've had to call them on numerous occasions. They've pointed me in the right direction. And I always have a way of kind of going, well, so what you're saying is if I read this publication correct, because I always call them back. If I read this publication correctly, then I need to, you know, just make a, a an amendment on my filing that I did a Roth conversion and I should be good. Well, we can't give tax advice. Yeah, but is that how I interpret this correctly? That if I do that, if that's what you believe it says, okay, yep, I believe that's what it says. Great, done. Make a note of that. Make a note of what you did. File that away. Scan it with your phone. Put it in your email. However you hold on to important documents. And then that's it. And be done with it. For those of you that have yet to do that, as far as the conversion, hopefully what we said in the beginning helps. But please, whether it's an insurance company, your doctor, a medical claim. I had a medical claim the other day. It's totally wrong. It wasn't even me. I called him up. I said, this is wrong. You don't call, look, Please look at your records. Oh, we have you coming in for this day and this day for this procedure. I'm like, I didn't have it. Not me. It was wrong. So anyways, don't ever, ever avoid the hard conversation because it ends up not being all that hard. There you go. What else you got, Daniel? We're probably short on time, so you got nothing. Nope. That covers it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Ant, that was a great question. Again, um, hopefully, I mean, we don't know the solution exactly, but we can certainly point you in the right direction to get the solution. Um, and don't ever be scared to call the IRS. Uh, what else? DIY Money Book. <laughs> Booyah. YouTube channel. Live. Rocking. Got some followers. We're going to give some prizes out for followers. Not sure what that is yet. Fragile. Mm, cool. uh, it must be Italian. Insta, DIY.money, The Tribe, all good stuff. That's it. Let's wrap it wrap up. Wrap it up there. Uh, secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.